Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. The doctor's like, this has never happened before. Uh, and they're like, you don't want to hear that from a doctor ever. <laughs> Carly. I always say Michelle. Michelle. I know. I think because I want to start singing. I think you but... should. Why don't you sing to me every time you say my name? Why isn't there more singing in this podcast? I think we sing uh, enough, or maybe too much. <laughs> honestly, if we're gonna let's be stop about singing it. and see our numbers skyrocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, They're great. If only they would stop breaking into song. I know. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's twenty twenty one. It is. The I had to. Of- possibilities I don't and what a year it's been it's day four I know (laughs) I know why hasn't anything changed yet we were promised um this is our first episode of 2021 yeah exciting today I worked from your house Mm -hmm. well your kids did day one of virtual learning Mm -hmm. so kiddos here in Alberta are doing a week of virtual learning a just week. to delay them going back to school. What they wanted to do is make sure that if, um, if at Christmas yeah. they were exposed, then they were like basically quarantined yeah. for 14 days before they go back. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, it was interesting. <laughs> you I had three grade... kids with three computers. Yeah. And like grade one, what grades, Julia, grade four, four and, and then grade six. six. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like there were so many Zoom meetings and like I felt like I was like, I don't know, scheduling like an entire, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, okay, it's 945. Okay, you're on Zoom. Now you're doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all like doing different things at different times. They were all starting at a different time, which seemed weird. Like It is weird. And I'll say like, like Julia and Adrian did fine with their technology. Mm Mm-hmm. But like grade one is young to just like set a kid up with a computer and be oh, like, yeah. okay, just do, do it. And to be the teacher, to be like yeah. trying to keep track of that many kids on a computer. Like how yeah. do you keep them focused? How do you keep them sitting? I mean, like, I think they did pretty good. Yeah. Like I like Kate Fidget as much as she needed. Like yeah. if she wanted to stand or play with the, you know, like. I think I too, it. it's, it's good that because in the last few months that they have been in school, They've been doing practice Zooms. Yeah. They've been doing practice, like, yeah. Google Classroom stuff. So at least they kind of, you know, I mean, last year it was just, like, you need to log into this and log into that. And, and we yeah. were all, like, what? Like, what's Google Classroom? What's Raz Kids? Like, what? Yeah. what is all this stuff, right? So at least we're a little bit more prepared. Back in my day, <laughs> I do remember in grade 10 or 11, all the teachers went on strike. Yeah. We didn't have computers. No, we had we to we, email. We had to go to the library like every day. Yeah. Remember we like met at the library every day? Yeah, we didn't do anything though. We didn't. We were like, we're going to go to the library every day. We're going to work. Yeah. We're, we would literally go for like a half an hour and then go for lunch and then walk around Stephen <laughs> Avenue and then yeah. go shopping. And yeah, so great. I mean, at, <laughs> so at least 
kids these days yeah. have more. But listen, the phys ed class was stupid. Yeah. So this guy gets on, this teacher, I won't say his name. I actually don't know what it was. And so I'm listening because they obviously weren't going to have headphones on for gym class. Mm -hmm. And so he literally talked about how much water you need to drink a day. And he had them believe it was two liters. Somebody, Kate and Julia size, do not need to drink two liters. Oh, that's so true. You know what Julia said? She's like, I need to drink eight glasses that are two liters. I was like, you would die. Yeah. Incorrect. That was not Please don't drink eight retained. Two yeah. liters of water. Yeah, so that was that. And then he's like, I need you to get your mom and dad's permission to go outside and you're gonna spend forty five minutes shoveling the driveway, making a snowman. And so his job was just to like pop on minutes. Zoom for ten minutes, tell them what to do and then yeah. leave. Yeah, there's no accountability. There no. was no like and there are a lot of kids that are at home by themselves. Yeah. Their parents have to work. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of parents work from home, but some parents have to work. And then I made Adrian mad because he was like, yeah, this one's optional. And I was like, it's not for you. And then I made him do it anyway. If you, the biggest mistake is to tell him that, that something is optional because he will always opt out. I know. He was mad that I didn't let him opt out. Yeah. And he's like, I hate music. I'm like, okay, well, it's a skill. Like, yeah. you're not going to go to school and be like, I opted out of this. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and no. when you go back to school, you want to be able to, you know, you don't want to be three weeks behind, yeah. like in music, right? Yeah. So just, like, you're not going to feel good about yourself. No. Anyway, that was anyway. my January 4th. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Coming yeah. In. I'm, I'm glad I did day one before you. <laughs> Why? I, I feel like I can, I warned you. Yes. Of sort of like how the day went, the things they needed help with. I am um, what they may say, uh, what they may call an unpatient person. Yeah. Yeah. I would say patience is not your virtue. Never has been. And especially when it comes to like technology. Yeah. Yeah. Instructions. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I think you'll do okay. I just think like you got, you all just need to start the day like, yeah. with a, you know, take a breath. What you're saying is I can't stay in bed all day. You cannot stay in bed and all I day. And I don't appreciate that. I mean, like I just sat Kate <laughs> next to me. So I got my work done all yeah, day. Yeah, that's good. And I've never appeared in so many other people's Zoom calls. Because <laughs> they'd be like, how do I do this? And I was like, I don't know how to navigate you helping like, you without over. <laughs> being on the call. <laughs> They're going to think that you're the mom. Yeah. I'll, I'll just send you all the parent-teacher interviews. <laughs> I should have just worn all my rainbow garb. You should have. I'm going to do that on Thursday. To the Catholic Catholic Zoom. Yeah. I'm just going to like <laughs> pride festival in the house. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we rewind? I want to talk about New Year's Eve. Yes, we spent New Year's Eve together. We spent New Year's Eve. We had plans. I was with the kids all day. We yeah. made cupcakes. We played outside. We did crafts. Like, I was determined to have these kids tuckered out yes. to go to bed early. Yes. Or, like, you know, like at a reasonable time. Yeah. Um, you guys, like, planned what you wanted to eat for dinner. And yeah. Yeah. All that. And then we were going to, we played video games. So after the kids went to bed, you, me, and Lindy were going to play some virtual games with some of our friends and have mm. some drinks mm. and, like, you know, ring in the new year. But, you guys, this is a PSA. So, as everybody was playing video games, as I do, I was scrolling through Instagram. Mm -hmm. And somebody's post 
had a message that led us to believe that they were going to hurt themselves. Yes. And um, suicide prevention is something that we are super passionate about. It's really important to us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so right away we were like, oh my God. So we called 911 and thankfully... I mean, th- A, thankfully we saw the message or mm-hmm. the, the post within a few minutes of it being posted because mm-hmm. time is of the essence. Yes. Um, and then the police were able to find them and get them some help and they are safe and they're getting help. Yeah. So just basically we, we just want, I mean, we just want to stress the importance of doing something. You know, if you yeah, see like something have, like that, yeah, um, I think maybe everyone's first reaction would be like, oh, I don't know. It's probably fine. Or yeah. like somebody um, else is probably somebody yeah, that knows them better or, might. Or you, yeah, you feel like you don't want to get involved or embarrass the person. But the first step needs to be doing something yeah. to try to save a life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we weren't the only ones that that did that. Yeah. It and, was really nice to find out that there was a lot of people yes. trying to get them help. And so they were able to be found and they are now getting the care that they need. So, I mean, that was very dramatic and. Yeah. And like triggering. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm, yeah, I'm just so glad that we saw it and that we knew to phone for help. And like, yeah. you know, we weren't the most helpful people with 911. Like we didn't right. have a ton of information, but um, the 911 operator was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, like, when in doubt, just call. Yes, absolutely. Even if you're just not sure, like, don't second guess, I think is my big takeaway. Yeah, message. I agree. I agree. Um, so that's kind of how we... Yeah, ended. that was... I was like, so 2020 couldn't just, like, let itself out quietly. No, it needed no, to it go needed out to, dramatically. It was very dramatic, and uh, yeah. So that was how we rang in the new yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we had a couple days of downtime. And mm-hmm. then yesterday, why don't you talk a little bit about Anthony's birthday? Yeah. So uh, it was Anthony's birthday on January 3rd. He turned 37, which um, Carling didn't know. <laughs> I know. I thought he was one year She's older like, he's than 37? me. 37? But he's like a couple months younger he than He is, me. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what age I am half the time. So yeah, it actually yeah. made me second guess, like, is he really 37? <laughs> but um. Yeah. So, I mean, this time of year is always really hard for me um, and the kids, you know, Christmas, New Year's and his birthday are all just like bam, bam, bam. So yeah. that can be really hard. Um, but, and I, I don't know, last year, I don't really remember us doing much. I think I had to work that day and I think we did a cake or something yeah, we did like a cake. that. Yeah. But, um, and we had like his brother and sister-in-law and mother come over. Oh, and my parents maybe too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we did something. Yeah. Um, this year, I don't know. I on days like this, I, on days like that, I don't like to plan ahead because I don't yeah. really know how I'm going to feel the day of. Yeah. So I kind of woke up and just kind of assessed how I was feeling and how the kids were feeling if yeah. they wanted to to celebrate or anything like that. So I went and picked up a grocery order and then I went to the dollar store and got, um, you know, little all of his favorite snacks and his favorite chips and stuff, and then got a few like party decorations and things and cause the kids wanted to decorate. So it was nice. We decorated, we made a cake. I made his favorite meal, um, which was sausage and pasta mm-hmm. and Carlin came and helped us make the cake and decorate and 
celebrate with us and we watched uh, Monsters Inc., which was one of his favorite movies. It was good. Like yeah, I, I, I think feel it's like a, it's a really nice way to celebrate the person and keep memories alive. Mm-hmm. I think especially for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they sort of get to experience things that he really liked. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. It felt like a celebration. Exactly. It felt like a celebration. It felt like a, a party. Yeah. Like spirits were high. And yeah. Every, all the kids were happy to be yeah. able to, you know, Adrian decorated the cake, which was really cool. And yeah. he decorated it the way that he knew his dad would like. And yeah. so everyone was involved and it was good. Yeah. It was really good. But you know what? It's not always like that. Like there are, there are days where there's, uh, a day that reminds us of him, like either the day of his death or his birthday or Christmas or any kind of holiday. And it really depends on the day and how everyone's feeling and the moods. And sometimes they don't want to do anything. They don't want to talk about anything and other Mm -hmm. days they do. So I just kind of follow their lead and follow the way I'm feeling that day. And, but it was good. That's good. Um, today's episode. Yeah. We interview Sarah who might possibly be one of the sweetest people we've ever met. And her little girl is so cute. I know. So cute. So, and I um, saw, she made a post on a Facebook group about, hey guys, I didn't meet her on TikTok. Um, So on a Facebook group, she posted the reason she was sort of like on this health journey and um, wanting to take care of herself was because Um, she physically has to care for her daughter and lift her up and all this stuff. And I just thought like, wow, like that's a really Mm -hmm. cool story. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's listen to Sarah's story and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Good morning, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Good. I always say good morning. It's 1.30. I don't know. <laughs> good afternoon, Sarah. <laughs> <It's so weird. laughs> um, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Um, good. I love that we live in the same area so we can all actually enjoy um, the same, same weather. weather. <laughs> it's so nice. It's so yeah. nice today. There's like no time change that we had to work with. The weather's beautiful. Yes. I love it. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to chat with you. Why don't we like dive right in? Um, why don't you start by introducing yourself and tell us like a little bit about you? Okay. Uh, my name's Sarah Mayo. I'm from Airdrie, Alberta. Um, I run a day home and I have three amazing, beautiful little daughters, uh, eight, four, and three. And wow. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, um, I'm also married. I've been married for six years. Um, and we've been together since we were teenagers. Um, uh-huh. yeah, a really long time, I guess. Not really that long, but it seems like a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then I, so the three daughters I have, uh, they're, yeah, they're all in school. Um, and then about uh when i had my last daughter um it took a turn of events that we weren't expecting we were expecting to have this beautiful perfect little girl and all through my pregnancy super healthy had um no complications during it i was probably in the best shape of my life and It was about a week before I had her, I decided, it was summertime, so it was really nice, it was August, 
And like I said, best shape of my life. So I was like, hey, I'm going to mow the lawn. <laughs> and I was like, I think this is a good idea. I was like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, like headstrong. I was like, just bring me the, the mower and I'll mow the back lawn. He's like sitting there cringing the whole time. I was like, Whatever. oh my God. No, so I mow the lawn. He's like, this is not a normal sight. <laughs> so I mow the lawn and I have been in like, a bit of pain for a few days. Um, just a lot of pressure pain, I would explain it as. And I'd never went into natural labor, uh, labor naturally with any of my children. So this was a new experience. And like I said, we, we live in Airdrie, so we don't have really a hospital here where they deliver babies. And yeah. I woke up, I would say it was a Sunday morning because he was home. And I went to the bathroom and it was the same feeling, a lot of pressure. And then there was blood. Everywhere. Oh, so yeah. So I called my husband. I was like, "We need to go to the hospital now." And like, you just seen like his face, like every just blood, just like drain because he's never had that before. It's just oh, that wow, you know, you need to go to the hospital and you're gonna have a C-section kind of thing. This was like, oh my gosh, we have to go now. We didn't have any family here, so we had to figure out like where our daughter, the older two, were gonna go. So anyway, we got to the hospital and it was insane there. And there was, it, it seemed like they were short on doctors and um, like triage was just insane. And um, the nurse kept me the whole entire day bleeding still. And um, wow. um, she had me hooked up to the machines and I was clearly in labor. I was contracting. Right. I was contracting and my husband kept saying because he could see the numbers on the machine going higher and then they would come back down and he, as soon as they go higher he they like look at me he'd like are you in really like a lot of pain right now I'm like yeah and he's like I think you're having contractions I said I think so too and then he asked the nurse and she's like no 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 um like don't <laughs> worry about it it's fine and then she kept coming back and be like and then we'll make a plan and then we'll make a plan and she was going to each place and telling every uh, like woman then we'll make a plan it was like she was trying to buy time and this was it was like a whole entire day of this 12 hours or something I hadn't eaten anything because I thought they're like if you have to have a c-section she's like no you're fine you're fine so she sent me home um what What? yeah yeah yeah, oh yeah it gets better (laughs) she sent me home and uh she's like um I hadn't eaten 12 hours I was like I was about to bite this lady's head off. I was like, <laughs> just let me go home. I said, I haven't eaten all day. I don't even want to look at you anymore. Like, yeah. just let me go home. <laughs> it, that, that's the plan. Let me go home. I'll make the plan for you. And so, yeah. anyway, she said, you come back tomorrow and we'll do the C-section. But just so you know, you're not, it's not an emergency. Like, you know, you're not even really in labor. Like, you're just, you're just bleeding a little bit. It's fine. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll come back tomorrow. And um, I walked in the next morning and they hooked me up to the machine, new nurse now. And as soon as she hooked me up to the machine, she said, holy shit. Oh, (laughs) no. In labor, like active labor. And um, right away, like the anesthesiologist came and I said, oh, I thought we were waiting a while. Like I wasn't important. Like it was an emergency. He's like, no, 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 no,
And I'm I feel like, like oh. ever you can get away with being sassy, it's like when you're pregnant yes, and in labor. Totally. And I'm like not usually that kind of person. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be understanding. Like I don't know what it's like to do be a nurse. I don't know what it's yeah. like to do all these different things. So I can't judge. But yeah, there's definitely been a few situations over the course of the last few years where I've like definitely lost it on <laughs> and like yeah I used a few choice words and everybody's like looking at you you're like in a waiting area because they're right down the wrong day for an appointment and you're like depending on these appointments uh, yeah like, I can't help you I'm like no anyway so um, they went and did the oh. c-section they did the c-section um they opened me up and they didn't tell me at the time but I had to go to my family doctor after to find out, but I had a partially uh, erupted placenta. Oh, oh my. Yeah. So, um, I've never had a baby, but that feels like something they should tell you. It's <laughs> yeah. super dangerous. If it fully erupts, it could kill you and the baby. Oh God. Jeez. Yeah. So when I was on the table, they'd open me up and I felt like it was open for a really long time. <laughs> and then I realized that like, they're like, we're trying to get rid of scar tissue because I've had three. And I think that they were, but then at the same time I realized that, oh, it ha- might've had something to do with the eruption, but they weren't trying to like freak me out. Right. And, then, and they like, you know, that's their job. They try to keep you calm, especially like when you're having a seat, like pretty intense surgery yeah so I was on the table like I'd, I already had like spinal and my they'd fixed me up like seen blood pressure dropping so they could see on the machines that you know what I needed the drugs I needed to keep me stable mm-hmm. and after that uh the power went out when I was on the table Ooh, what yeah so the power went out and my husband's an electrician <laughs> and he said don't you have a backup generator and they're like we usually do and usually I'm like this doesn't make sense like people that are put under for surgery like they can't tell you and that like machines are kind of the what's keeping them alive yeah it didn't make sense to me and like it's just such an unbelievable story like this happens on tv and like Grey's Anatomy it doesn't happen yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it it is just insane and um the doctors like this has never happened before uh and they're like you don't want to hear that from a doctor ever (laughs) thank you thank you for being so calm I'm like literally my arms are strapped to a table I don't know what's up or down like I'm so drugged out and as soon as that happened the anesthesiologist was like running around like a chicken with his head cut off like just (gasps) starting shooting stuff and then he tried to like get out of the room like with a pass and it's it's electric he couldn't get out oh no yeah it was insane but yeah how long was the power out for i don't know i want to say it was a good 10 minutes like it's you know when it's time and you're like laying there i mean might seem longer so i don't know but it did yeah because i remember them working for quite a while until all of a sudden click back on and they're like oh thanks for being so calm like well i don't i can't even say anything right now oh my gosh yeah as soon as the power went out they strapped my arms down i'm like (sighs) thanks what wow yeah so anyway so that was the birth and then it kind of then you know she was my healthy baby she was like this perfectly healthy baby all my girls have been NICU babies until yeah until Kiana and you know you're so I don't know as a NICU mom like I always felt like such a failure and I know you shouldn't but I did and it was just so nice to be able to have her in my room at night and cuddle and like 
just get that connection that I felt like I missed out on with my other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just so proud. She was so healthy. And then, um, you know, like there was just, you got to remember I have three daughters and like one was, the second one was only 17 months at the time when I had Kiana. So yeah, she wasn't walking as well at the time. So I pretty much had two babies. Like I needed to carry everywhere. Yeah. And you just kind of start letting things slide where you're like, you know, all in good time, all in good time. She never rolled over. She like sitting up was really hard for her. She never crawled. And if we try to stand her up, she'd just scream like it was painful oh. for her and like fall, like slump over. Like if she, there was a service, say like an ottoman, we'd stand her up. She just um, almost bend in half. So her whole top half was laying on the surface. And was she meeting like, again, I don't have a baby, but yeah. <laughs> like I'm the one asking this question. Like, was she meeting the markers for like percentile of like growth, like height, weight? Yeah, everything was normal. Like, then that's why it's just so dumbfounded me about it was because like she she was perfect everything was she was healthy Uh, like she was smart she could feed herself like all these things you would look for at that age she could talk like so much the the words and the understanding behind her but then um at 18 months old I my again my older one my second daughter she had um, pneumonia so I took her to our family doctor and we have an amazing family doctor and I just said hey like can you just look at her like is this normal I was like I know all kids you know all in good time all in good time and then she looked at me right and she's like something is wrong she's like this oh, is no, this. No. and I was like okay and um so she referred me to a pediatrician and she said to me, like, you know, it's funny, you learn all these things as you're going along, like when you're, you pediatrician shop, I guess, and <laughs> yeah. um, credentials are. And she's like, you know, we, we could send you to one in car stairs, but they are not, they don't work in children's hospital. Or I could right. send you one in Calgary and they have pull in children's hospital because of this seems, she doesn't want, you know, doctors like try not to say too much, but like if it does, something comes up where she needs um, extra help at the children's, um, he'll have pull there and you'll be in a lot quicker than somebody who doesn't work in there. Can I just ask you a quick question? When it yeah. comes to like her checkups or um, immunizations and stuff, did, were they concerned about anything like the public health nurse or anything yeah. like that? Never, wow. which is strange, but I think they were more focused on like postpartum depression mm-hmm. from what I, yeah, from my understanding, that's, that's all I can really remember. Like there was a lot of cloudiness back then. Yeah. yeah. So I just remember them being like really focused on the postpartum part of it. Yeah. Cause um, two, of, two of my daughters ended up having like torticollis yeah. so where your head is your, I guess your neck muscle shorter on one side than the other. Okay, so, yeah. And it was discovered there with the public health nurse and we were referred to children's um, yeah. and they were worked on that way. But actually my twin girl, um, she was kind of the same. She couldn't put like bare weight on her feet. Yeah. So you would go to stand her up and her feet would just kind of like crumble. Yeah. And so she was always advanced more with the speaking and things like that, but she wasn't moving as much. Well, and that's what I've been told is that they like kind of make up for what they lack. So right. she's sitting there a lot. She's taking all this information in versus being so busy moving around. Cause she does. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. 
so yeah, the pediatrician had us and they referred us to, um, and you know, as soon as he's seen us, he's like, oh, you know, it's fine. No big deal. Like no worries. No loosey goosey as the term is for hypotonia. Oh. And like, um, no concerns. Um, he's like, but she will send her to the child development center for some physio. I was like, okay, so you do intake. And when you do intake there, they said to me, like, you know, Max will see you once a month. Some of you ha- uh, every three, some six months. So I was under the impression it's not really that intense. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. So I went for the initial appointment, and they're, like, every week. And oh, wow. Twice a week. Yeah. And I was like, why? Like, What? And I didn't understand, like, why it was so intense and when I was told, like, once a month. And then, you know, the, the farther you get in and, um, you know, I didn't find our pediatrician really helpful. But at the same time, I have to understand that, like, she's a unique case. It's like I yeah. said, it's not that he wasn't being helpful. It's that he really didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started this journey and um, my best friend is married to a, a pediatrician. Oh. So I spent a lot of time texting back and forth and being like, hey, what do I ask for next? Because, and that is why I got a lot of help is because I had kind of this pediatrician that I could be like bounce ideas off of. And yeah. he'd be like, you need to ask for this. You need to ask for this. So you need an MRI. You need um, a neurologist and all these things. And so I go to my pediatrician and be like, hey, um, can you ask for this? And he would always be willing to, but like when I was talking to my OT and physio, OT is occupational therapy, if you don't mm-hmm. know, and physio is PT. They're like, you know, it's not really fair that you, like most people don't have the luxury to just kind of text a pediatrician and be like, hey, what do I do next? Yeah. Right? And that's why I've gotten a lot of answers I have is because I had somebody in my back pocket being like, you know, you need this. And that is why I got the answers I did was because I got into the neurologist and as soon as the neurologist walked in, she pushed her legs. And this, you got to remember, this is two years after her journey started. Wow. So she's two years old and she's not walking or sitting up much? She's three. She was two at the time. Yeah. She just, she hadn't even started crawling yet at two. Wow. Wow. So this it point, really blows my mind that that and I and I understand like you were saying you know everyone meets a milestone at a different time but yeah. there are, there should be some kind of hard markers when it comes to mm-hmm. doctors or you know looking for certain things right and there there's got to be a point where if they're past that marker something more needs to be looked at and you shouldn't yeah. have to really you know uh-huh. fight for it right and that's what I've learned like you know the medical. You know, everybody says, like, Canadian medical is so great. And it is. It really is. Like, we're so lucky to live here. But when it comes to something that's super, you know, not your typical to look at kind of thing, mm-hmm. it blows people's minds. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, like, I'm sorry, but when you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, I don't know, like, you'd feel kind of helpless. You're supposed to, like, special. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The neurologist walked in, pushed her legs, took one look and was like, did you see that to the other neurologist? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, she has low muscle tone. She has hypotonia. And I was like, thank you. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm so sad. It was like, finally, somebody 
there's something right it's not like oh she just doesn't walk like there's a reason why she is the way she is because people would always be like oh how old is she and i got so sick of uh, like because she be butt she butt scoots that's how she gets around and i'm like yeah i, I know like normally we're like oh you know she's this old mama. and then i get to a point where i'm like she's two and a half and she doesn't walk but then i'd yeah. be like that's it and they kind of like look at you and you can't feel like something's wrong with my kid because you don't know. Like, you know inside. Yeah. yeah. You don't have answers. And I was like, thank you to the neurologist. So, like, it literally made my day. And I know that sounds so bad. <laughs> yes. No, I think there's, there's, like, yeah, there's a relief in getting a diagnosis yes. when your gut tells you something's wrong and you're the advocate. You're the only advocate your kid has, you know, yeah. and the voice for those that don't have voices. And so to get a diagnose to a diagnosis, you know, like that's and so was that the first time you had heard the term hypotonia? I had heard it only maybe a few weeks earlier connecting with another mom. So again, I'd been on this journey almost two years before I found someone that was like Kiana. Yeah. Then my mom kept saying to me, Oh, there she like there should be there should be a group like for people like you. And I was like, I feel like I'm not the only one, but I feel like I am. Yeah. yeah. And like the resources were just so minimal. And until you got like the hypotonia kind of thing. And that's, you know, what's funny about hypotonia? It's not even an actual diagnosis. It's the result of a diagnosis. So oh. the chances of her having something else that's more genetic is high. And th that's the cause of the hypotonia is whatever the genetic side of it is. And we're waiting on that. So um, our pediatrician couldn't even like request a test. It's whole exome, I think, sequencing test. It's very expensive, but it literally tests all the genes in her body. And wow. Yeah. And to see if like maybe she has a double an extra gene or a deletion of a chromosome or whatever. And then it will kind of explain why she is the way she is. But in the same point, there's people that have hypotonia that go their whole entire life without an actual reason to why they have it. Wow. wow. That's really interesting. And so what was that? So you're relieved. There's a sense of relief. But then what happens from that moment now that you have a word for, you know, so, what is going on? I think for a while, even before this, you know, we had we knew that something was there it was going to be a physical, you know some sort of issue and I went through a lot of the what ifs because like you as you heard like with the power going out on the table and you know I had people in my life saying you didn't give her enough tummy time that's why right. she's yeah. you didn't give her enough tummy time you just sat her there and um so I went through a lot of the what ifs and you know the the negative and you it almost like consumed me. Like it was just so much. I'm sit there at night and be like, what if she doesn't walk? What if, what if? And then as mm -hmm. soon as the diagnosis happened, I was like, what now? What yeah. now? Yeah. You know, I can't go back. I can't change what has happened, but I can change what happens now. So I've lived with, you know, now we like, what do we do now? And you know, I, there is things I can control. I can control that she gets physiotherapy and occupational therapy. I can control getting, you know, taking control and getting her in these special programs so that she has the best fighting chance to get to walking. So I guess what, like, what is hypotonia? Okay. Like so, in sort of a layman's terms. So it's really just low. It could be, it honestly varies, but low muscle tone. Some are very okay. severe and some are very uh, mild. 
And so um, where would she be on that mild to severe scale? Right now, it's pretty, what we've been told, it's pretty, like, it's not mild. It's more higher moderate. Um, okay. Not severe. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Severe, but it's it's closer to severe. Like I know there's a lot worse out there who right. literally are four years old and just lay there. And wow. yeah, so like it honestly depends. And then there's kids who have it that are seven years old and doing backflips on trampolines. Wow. So it honestly really depends on the child. Um, yeah. So like that's why in the future we don't know what the future is going to hold for her. And like I've always said, you know, she may never run. She may never dance, and that's okay. It's like because yeah. every every kid has their niche, and she's gonna find something that she's extremely extremely good at, and will thrive. And we've always been the type, even before this diagnosis, that we want to raise her as normal as possible. We don't want her to feel like I can't do that because of this. Like yeah. we don't we don't want her to have excuses. Like she's just as welcome to do something as the next child. We just. <laughs> want to make sure that she is just raised as normal as possible and yeah yeah. and she has all the opportunities that anyone else would have right yeah yeah and And so is there a treatment plan for hypotonia like what's the course of action so the only thing that we can do is really physio and see how that um strengthens her keeping her on her legs as much as possible so she has a walker and for the first time ever the other day we were able to walk to the school and back and and this is amazing and like I've always kind of like I say you want to raise her as normal possible and I don't think it was purposely I've always kind of protected her and not wanting to like put her in huge public view of strangers like okay yeah and friends and it was really an eye-opener to me because I'm a very Oops, I'm a very talkative person. Like I make friends anywhere I go. Mm-hmm. And we went to school and every single adult just stared. Like nobody talked to us. Oh. And when I went home, I was walking home. The only person who's never talked to me before sat stood and talked to me. And she has a son with Down syndrome. And it was like, oh. I don't want people to be afraid to ask questions because how am I gonna educate you and how are you gonna know, you know? what is going mm-hmm. on don't be like stare be like oh like you know just a simple question oh you know like what whatever like uh, oh is that yeah. what she I remember we went to West Edmonton Mall for her birthday and you know COVID is so high right now and we forgot yeah. her and we forgot her stroller so we had to walk through West Edmonton with a 35 pound kid and like it's hard oh. on her so we get in the Disney store and I sat her on the floor and obviously she's butt scared. I'm like, this is so terrible. The workers Aww. were staring at me and the one worker asked, she's like, um, is that how she usually gets around? I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. And mm-hmm. so I opportunity to be like, because she has hypotonia, her muscles just don't work the same as ours do. So this is how she gets around for now. And eventually, hopefully she'll start walking or standing on her own. 
uh, she kind of like took it was taken back she's like oh no no I didn't mean it that I'm like no no like thank you like please ask yeah. because the only way that we're gonna educate like because I run a day home like I the, these kids understand that are four five six years old why can't yeah. I ask understand and I just wish that they would ask more questions it's funny how kids are more comfortable at that because they're like kids don't care they have no filter but like yeah. I think that it would be important instead of just staring and being like hey like it's okay to ask questions well yeah. and, and I'm sure if something like that happened to them or they had a child that had that diagnosis they would they would want someone to ask them questions instead of stare right so yeah. it's like put yourself in in the other person's shoes and think about like do they really want me staring at them or would they rather me say like, Oh, hi, like, how's your day going? And like, exactly. like you know, can I ask you a question about your daughter? Like, yeah. And it's because it's, it's out of the norm. Like people feel yes. like they're going to offend you. I'm like, I'm the last person you'll probably offend. <laughs> <laughs> so how old is she now? She's three and a half now. Mm-hmm. Wow. And has has physical therapy been successful? Like, have you seen improvement or changes? So once the diagnosis happened, uh, it was February 2020, so this year. And then we all know what happened in March. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Everything got shut down. We were supposed to have, like, you know, we were supposed to have physio assessments, OT assessments, and all that obviously got put on hold. And everything was supposed to be gone, too virtual and I'm sorry this is my personal opinion I don't think physio through virtual is really helpful no Um, especially with a young child it's more hands on yeah and the only way I could get her to do it was to give her candy I'm sorry I'm not about giving my can like like, you know what this just isn't working for us we'll just work how we can at home and do what we can her crawling up and down the stairs which is huge because I've had to carry her up and down which is a lot of work. And yeah. like that, that that's why that incorporates the, the healthy part of it and why I've decided that I need to like really take care of myself because mm-hmm. she still gets tired. You know, we have a wheelchair appointment coming up. She's going to have a wheelchair. Like if we went to the zoo, there's no way she could have her walker all through the zoo. Yeah. Um, she would need her wheelchair, but we're trying to make her as independent as possible. But yeah, that's why I've really decided that I need to get healthy because it's hard carrying a 35 plus kid and we don't know if she will ever walk like we really don't but we need to make sure that we're in the best shape possible for her because she really needs it do her older sisters help her yes um so helpful so the one that's closest to her that's four will get her strapped in and out of her walker she knows how to do it yeah it's really nice and like the older one will carry her like pick her up from um like the couch and bring her down or put her up on the couch um they're very helpful and like the other day kiana like stood unassisted for the first time we've ever seen and she just yeah and like everybody like all the sisters, all of us, were like all jumping her up and down, and like, <laughs> and like it's clearly become like a family thing. We're just like cheering her on. Absolutely. So, has she been affected in any other way? Like, is she has she been able to be potty trained? No, potty training seems to be very difficult. And um, she's in a puff program, so it's like pre-intervention and preschool program. Okay, they're trying, but. The thing that comes along with hypotonia is um, because she is so delayed, but she's so brilliant, she understands. And yeah. it is 
affected her behavior a lot. So she gets extremely angry, um, which is hard. Um, like she, there's been days she just like full on just smack me. Oh. And, uh, it's super hard because she's so frustrated. She does have the words, but she just gets so frustrated. Well, and she like, must feel almost stuck, right, in her body that she, yeah. she knows that, you know, she's she's smart enough to know where she should be. And uh, especially with older siblings, I know this with my kids, yeah. they want to be able to do what their older siblings are doing, right? Yeah. And, and when they can't, they get really upset. So that's so yeah. hard. And like, um, yeah, change is really hard for her. Um, so like if we get her a new outfit, like me and my husband got her pajamas one time and we looked at each other in the store and we're like oh these are so nice she's gonna hate them (laughs) (laughs) uh, sure enough she like threw herself on the floor for an hour and there's a lot of stuff that comes along with hypotonia that could happen from hypotonia it increases her risks of having autism it increases her risks of having um scoliosis because of being compressed but like i said to my husband i was like all we can deal with is right now just worrying about it isn't going to change it you know it is what it is if it happens it happens we deal with it then but for now we're just kind of focusing on today and what's happening now we're dealing with what we can deal with right now and that's yeah. why I'm you, right that's so, so important you don't want to get bogged down in the what ifs right because then you miss what's happening right in front of um, you and like you know as I say to people all the time like I talk to a lot of different people it's like you need to celebrate the smallest things when you have a yeah. child like this because they become huge like yeah. you're getting, you know, a normal kid, you know, they're laying down and they get to sitting up and they're like, oh, good job. I can't wait till you walk. No, yeah. when it's a kid like that has hypotonia like or delays. When that happens, you're like, oh my God, like it means the world to you. And yeah. you need to celebrate that. Like they should be so proud because it's not easy to get yeah. there. So we chose to, yeah, we chose to like kind of just live for right now and celebrating right now, not the, you know, what ifs, what ifs. Yeah. They, they consume you and they like, they bring you down to a really, really dark place. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. And I guess too, like in terms of being healthy, not only for the physical aspect of being able to care for your child, but like you need to be healthy because mentally, mentally there's, yeah, mm-hmm. there's an aspect that there's so much really... pressure on you. Right. And, and yeah. so many decisions that you have to make for your child. Well, um, yeah. Like the the that's why I sat on the whole exome sequencing test for so long because I had heard yeah. from my doctor that it could really hurt her chances of ever getting life insurance if something showed up or health insurance. Yeah. yeah. And so I sat on it for so long. I was like, is it worth it? Like to know if it's gonna really you know hinder her future. And I kept going back and forth, and finally. I think it was the neurologist or the pediatrician. One of them had said, you know, like they'll try to make it as it will benefit you more than it will hurt you. So once we go into the first general meeting with genetics, I'm sure we're going to talk it over and we're going to figure out like what is the best way to go. It would be nice to know, but I really don't want it to hurt her future just so that we know. Because like I I say to people, she's not an ill child. She's healthy. It's just the physical part of her is just not working how it should be yeah and have you been able to find a community like you said you had found another parent 
with a child with hypotonia? Yeah. Is there a community out there? Yeah. So I found a Facebook page just like maybe a month ago or so. And it's been really interesting. There's a lot of people on there and like a community I had no idea was out there. Uh-huh. And um, it's been actually really helpful. Um, you know, you see, you see these moms and like, it's that are just starting their journey. And they're like, help me like, I feel so helpless. You know, my baby is so floppy. And they they can't keep their head up. And I'm just like, I see you and I was so, so glad you have this community because I wish I had this when I was in your shoes. So, so far, but like what I think, I don't know what it's like to have a child that you know, when you're pregnant, that when they come out, like, it's going to be hard. They're not hard. When I had Kiana thinking she was so healthy, like you have like a part of mourning, almost like that idea you had for this kid. Um, Absolutely. You you have ideas for your children, like what life's going to be like and stuff. And Mm -hmm. not all the time things go as planned. Like you just have to adapt and it's hard. But I think it's so important to have that um, community too, because as a parent and as a mother, you can already feel so alone at times just with any anything that's going on with your child right whether it be typical or not so to be able to see other women's experiences I mean I know there's the whole mom shaming aspect which can be really difficult but if you can find a community that understands you and now that you've come farther in your journey that like you said you can help those moms Mm -hmm. that are just starting out and be that person for them that you didn't have right and I think that's so incredibly important I just, yeah, I think that, like, through this journey that that's kind of been my mentality is, like, I'm here to educate people now, Mm -hmm. and I've come so far that, like, I really want to help people and, like, do the best I can to make, like, I can't tell you it's going to be okay. It's going to be hard, but just knowing that you're not alone and you have someone there that's been through it, I think, is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really good. And when it comes to, like, your your husband and your family around you. And also when it comes to support from, you know, Alberta health or things like that, mm-hmm. do you feel like you have the support that you need? I mean, I know COVID throws a wrench in everything, right? Yeah. But you know, it's been interesting. It's interesting. So like my husband, I don't know if it's something that's really talked about the medical aspect when it comes to um, how it works as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, when usually when you have a medical kid that requires a lot of appointments and care like I could never work a normal job they would be like sorry I need two days off this week so I can take my kid to therapy and it's like you know bosses are understanding until a point so I'm really thankful to have the job I do but you know one parent needs to really take on the financial role yeah so that's been my husband like he's the one that has to work the hour so that I make the appointment he was never at really any appointment like I know there is some families that make sure that you know, they go as a family. And like the only ones I would make sure he come to was like a really important one. Like the one where she was put under for her MRI, like needed him there. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like, you know, and you both take very different journeys. You can be on the same page about a lot of things, but when it comes to having a medical child, you can be on completely different pages and going through the waves at completely different times. Uh Yeah. Uh You know, we weren't on the same page for a really long time when it came to her, her needs and what was needed. But I think also it was because he wasn't at a lot of the appointments and I had to go to all of them 
And I mean, yeah. I couldn't sit there and be like, this is what was said. This is what happened, blah, 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 blah. Like I, you know, it's a lot of information to take in as is. So I wasn't going to sit there and, you know, talk about it. So we, I think that's why it took us a while to get on the same page. And I mean, it, it, it's not a bad thing. It's normal. It, yeah. Our journey never needs to be the same. It's just how yeah. it is. And so, yeah, with that, that's, and then the financial part of it, we're actually, so blessed to live in Alberta like I can't say that enough until you have a medical child you don't know <laughs> but yeah really, so we have this amazing program in Alberta called Alberta AIDS to Daily Living and we pay $500 per calendar year and every single medical supplies she needs is covered in that $500 as in medical equipment. So this last year I paid $500 and she got her medical walker and she got her AFOs, which is ankle foot orth- orthotics for her shoe. Oh, kind yeah. of feet. And like the orthotics were 3,800. The walker was about 3,000. Um, so yeah, that's, and we only paid 500. Wow. wow. And then when you're done with it or when she outgrows it, do you just give it back? So as far as the walker, it is a, a loaner program. So we we give it back to Alberta government and then they'll go to another child. As far as the orthotics go, though, they're ours. And when she is yeah. done with them, I plan on donating them. There's this amazing shoe play. Shout out to them, Little Footprints in Calgary. Um, and they, every year mostly, by the sounds of it, they take their AFOs and they go to a third world country and they give them to children living with disability like Kiana and because they they don't have the funds they don't have those programs there right and she said you know I went there and the kids six years old were just laying there just hitting a ball back and forth with their hands they couldn't move so (laughs) yeah so we're gonna donate when she outgrows them and needs a new pair to them so that they can over there yeah, we got her wheelchair this year with the $500. So Wow. And is it going to be power or just manual? It's just going to be manual because she doesn't yeah. need – she has – the upper body of her is completely fine. I guess I didn't explain that. The upper body on her is great. Um, oh. The hypotonia is her bottom extremity. So her okay. – but her waist down. So her legs and all that stuff. Um, she's always favored one over the other. She doesn't really like to bear weight on the left side. But yeah, it's been her bottom half. And yeah, kids with hypotonia, for the most part, it's like one area of their body. It could be central. So like the top half. Or some even have trouble like with their mouths and stuff and like swallowing food. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's um, it just depends on the child, really. Yeah, that would be so scary. Uh, yeah, like choking is a big issue with a lot of them. Um yeah, wow. it was, is, is this a condition that could get worse? For the most part, not really. It just kind of it can improve, or it can kind of stay stagnant. I think, but physiotherapy yeah. is really really helpful for these kids. Uh, when I was doing physio with my uh, my twin girl, yeah. she um, she couldn't bear weight on her arms to like sit if she was on her stomach and her arms were up. Yeah. She couldn't like hold herself up like that. Yeah. So yeah. we did have quite a few um, like physio um, appointments. Yeah. And then they had said that if she didn't improve, they had other kind of programs that could help her. And I think yeah. one of them was like in the water. Yes. I love the, the water pool. therapy. Yeah. The Children's Hospital has an amazing heated pool. 
Um, oh, we did a lot of projects. never got there, but. <laughs> it's so nice. And then when you get out, they have the heated blankets for you and wrap you in it. You feel Ooh. like you're like, oh, I know that's so nice. <laughs> now Kiona hates pool she hates them it only can be the children's hospital it has to be heated pool and heated blankets she is such a princess oh, gosh, she's spoiled. <laughs> I think it's great I mean we we thankfully were able to kind of graduate the the physical therapy but it just seems like they have so much for the kids like to, to get them going and to give them a good, you know, head start. And we're one family, but there's, I always say there's a lot of families have a worse off and they're not getting any of these services. Like I'm so yeah. thankful that Kiana got into a puff program. So she's receiving all of her physical therapy. She's receiving all of her OT and, you know, the behavioral supports and everything like that. So that's why yeah. she's improved so much because of this program. But a lot of people aren't getting that. Oh, Wow. So, and this program that she's in is it is, is she going every day like school or is it kind of like a half day? It's a it's an intense program, so it's four days a week, um, two and a half hours a day. Oh wow, wow! Well, yeah. how do you have to do with her, like, how do you run the day home and do this? <laughs> I am crazy. I am so busy. <laughs> like you, if I told you my schedule, your head would probably explode. <laughs> <laughs> I have like one hour of free time during the day, like from dropping them off. And then I have 15 minutes to get across town to get my older children from school. Oh, wow. Wow. And go, go, go. That's my mentality. I don't know what I'm going to do this summer. I'll probably go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your story, what reminded me so much of Michelle, because Michelle and her late husband, Anthony, were like together since high school. We all went to high school together. Yeah. Um, and then all of her pregnancies, she also just does not know how to go into labor. Sounds <laughs> familiar. Yeah. It's so I weird. did have, I had a C-section with my twins, but the power stayed on, thankfully. Oh, you're so uh, lucky. Oh, it was scary well, enough going into surgery, but having right? the power go off would be terrifying. I think I was so like, you know, I'm so gone. You know, the drugs I gave yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it nighttime? <laughs> it's <my> I know. <laughs> when we went back to the room after um, I had the twins, I don't remember going back to the room. Like, I remember being like, how did I get here? <laughs> my husband's like, uh, they like they wheeled you. We were having conversations and everything. And I'm like, oh, huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, when you, she was, we were in the recovery room. They called a code. It was like a intense code. I don't know what code they used, but yeah. the code and a whole bunch of people came running. And then she like snapped out of it. So again, oh. one of those, what ifs? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, no. I'm not gonna do. I wonder that. if it was a baby green. I had that with my first because yeah, he came he out and he wasn't he wasn't breathing. Yeah, and they called a baby green, and like all these people came in the room, and you're like, "What is happening?" Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he's fine. It's good. It was just yeah. a, just a short little blip. I'm like, oh, oh, great. <laughs> Whatever you say, lady. Oh, wow. Man. And do they know what causes hypotonia? Like, yeah. is there a common thing? No, it can, it can vary. Like it, some, it's like a spinal, some like it's a nervous system, I guess, disorder. Yeah. I'm going to quickly check here because I was looking that up earlier and this is what I was told. It can happen from damage to the brain, spinal cord, nerves, or muscles. The damage can be a result of trauma, environmental factors, or genetic muscle or central nervous system disorders. So that's, 
Yeah, that's really yeah, it. That's, that's very broad. It's, yeah, it's not like they could pinpoint it. Like, when they yeah. did that, I was like, we're a little worried about um, cerebral palsy for a bit because of the way her feet were going. And I tried to bend them, and she would just scream. Oh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't want her to be in pain. And hypertonia is extremely painful, which is cerebral palsy because your, your muscles are so tight. They literally like, that's why the hands go in and stuff. Right. Right. Um, I was like, I don't want her to be in pain. So they actually made an exception and seen us during COVID uh, at the foot clinic to be like, rule that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually when they do the MRI, it will show up on the MRI because cerebral palsy is mostly, you know, that it's caused usually by, trauma at birth right so I was like well I mean it could have happened yeah, uh, yeah but it never showed up on the the MRI there was like some cysts on her brain and like we're gonna redo it the farther she gets from two and having an MRI the more likely um it is something's gonna show up because the brain is like more developed right uh-huh. so uh, we're waiting I think I said I'd wait a year and we got the last one done last December so I have to get in for another one here and yeah. to see where she is in a year, like it's crazy what a year yeah. can be. I I post a video the other day, and my mom's like, a few years ago, she's like, Sarah, you need to start videoing this stuff. You need to start documenting. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't really, at that time, I was like, I don't really want people to see. Like, I was trying to protect her. I don't yeah. want to that. Like, and I have no answers. So I took a video, and she was like, again, slumped over the ottoman, just laying there, like, anything. And then I posted the video of her uh, the other day. They're, they're side by side, one year apart, and she's standing there, unassisted. Just wow, that's amazing. That's so I feel to make. I feel too like as a medical parent, you never stop learning about things, and and it's probably just a completely different world, right? Because when you have a quote unquote typical child, like you're you're going through like the the appointments, and they're all good you know what I mean but when you're on the medical side of it it's got to be so I mean such a huge learning curve too to even just the um terminology or the support that you have available I mean to know all of those things must just be I mean huge well and that's it like because I've been going through this for so long I know exactly like how to talk to them there's a certain way to talk to and you, the one thing you learn is that going through the medical way of it uh, with your child, you learn how to talk to these professionals because there's a certain line you can't cross. Because if you cross that line, they're kind of like, hmm, I don't really want to help you. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, you don't be too, too pushy with them. But right. you go, hey, like, you know, this is going on. Like, can you check it out? Like, what do you think? And then be like, well, and then I'll be like, well, what do you think about doing this? You can't yeah. be like, no, you're going to give this to me right now or else. Like, yeah. you, can't. you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Some people are like that. And it, it makes yeah. it very hard for them to get their child help. They yeah. Need it. yeah, you really need to work with the doctors and be on their good mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Have you gotten, I was just thinking, have you, has anybody ever given you like really stupid advice? Like, oh, have you tried cutting out sugar? Like <laughs> for like for her, like have they, have people tried to diagnose her or offer you like really stupid treatment advice? Like someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure someone has. I just like 
don't listen to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably people, I'm like, you know, if you don't like me, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I, I think I've had so much shitty advice in my life. <laughs> Whatever, you know, in one ear, out the other. The only one yeah. that stuck with me was like, sorry, mom, it was you. And oh. she was like, she was like, um, yeah, she, it's because you didn't give her enough tummy time. And like, I mean, at oh. that point, I was going through a really hard time. And it was really hard to yeah. hear that. That's yeah. the last thing you need to hear. Yeah. I'm like, come on, mom. And then it was nice, though, because after the diagnosis, my mom turned to me and she pretty much was like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have oh. said that. And like, she's like. I was wrong. It wasn't because she didn't give you, you didn't give her enough tummy time. I was like, I know that. I knew that then, not now. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think too, like nobody wants it to be something serious. Right. So it's like, oh, maybe it was just this, you know, simple thing that maybe you forgot to do. Right. Because nobody wants it to be something more serious. Right. But you know, sometimes it is. And you know, you need to be careful what you say. Right. Because when you're when you want to do the best for your child, you don't want to hear you know criticism from people who don't understand the journey that you're on. Yeah, it makes it you know it's already hard. Like yeah. you don't need to make it harder on these people. They're already struggling. Like just kind of be there for them and be an ear. Or you know, I know it's hard for a lot of people to understand unless you're living this life. They're like, huh? Like you know, it's hard. But yeah. if you could be like, how can I help? What yeah. can I help? You know, and then it's, I've found a really strong friend base over the last few years. And like, you know, you've had people who, you know, you thought were friends and they weren't at all. It was like they're yeah. kind of trying to sabotage you. Like one was like, oh, just so you know, the puff program's um, gone. It's no longer like you can't use it anymore. I'm like, what? Like it was just a random what? text one day. And I'm like, you know, that really hurt. Like, and it was a friend. It was supposed to be a friend. And I was like, you know, why would you say that? Like, I'm depending yeah. on this, my child who clearly yeah. is severely delayed. And you just randomly text me out of nowhere to tell me that this program's no more when it was a lie. It was. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. So I guess that was kind of crappy advice. And that one yeah. really got to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the program still went ahead. But, you know, over the last few years, I really realized who true friends were. And, um the people that you really need around is the people that will like be like, how can I help you here? I'm going to bring you dinner tonight so that you don't have to cook or yeah. you know, make it easier for you, you know, and even like someone to talk to or someone to hug, like it just makes life so much easier because you know, like it's hard. <laughs> and yeah. um, you know, I mean, with my life, I can't afford, I mean, I know it's not, I can't afford, I can't, it's hard for me to make time for myself to go and, you know, check up on my mental health and go to a counselor and stuff. So yeah. it's a lot easier for me to be like, to my friend, this is what's going on. And I just need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I feel so much better after that. We always joke that this podcast was our way to not have to deal with our, like, we're like, oh, therapy's expensive. We should just start a podcast and like <laughs> talk about our own trauma with other people who had trauma. <laughs> That's what I was say. Therapy is so expensive. It's like, <laughs> I have friends, like, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You definitely, if there's one thing trauma will do, it is show you who your real friends are, show you who you can count on. Um, and show you who else has trauma around you, right? Yeah. Misery loves company. 
Well, and that's why I always said, you know, I just thought like everybody had it so together and now yeah. they just turned 30 and I'm like, whoa, nobody has their shit together anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> does. And I was like, I love it. Like, be you, be true. Like, just show <laughs> your colors, you know? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to not um, have it there all the time. We're all just like floundering around trying to like adult and look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Well, Sarah, it was so nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. This was fun. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, you're strong. Yeah. (laughs) You're very strong. Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. This was, yeah, this is great. This is kind of what I needed. I need to tell my story. I'm hoping that helps other people. Well, we'll let you get back to it. Hopefully your husband survived um, the three (laughs) kids for an hour. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Awesome. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 Carling. Oh, snap. You saw I was about to say your name. Dang. <laughs> um, what a fantastic episode. Yay, I know. That was so like inspiring and we're gonna have to add Airdrie, Alberta to our list of tours. Let's go. Well, okay. we I've been there a few times. I know. <laughs> but I meant for like our promotional yes, tour. Yes, yes, yes. Um we I did want to say, um guys, buckle up. It Ooh. is 2021 and we have some very exciting things in the works. Yes, we do. Um, people have been asking us about merch. People have been asking us about um, some of our own stories that are a little crazy. Uh, a little. Um, yeah. So <laughs> so for our own stories, we keep those for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard of Patreon, it's a, it's a monthly subscription for $5 a month. And it's a way of supporting us a little extra and you get bonus content mm-hmm. as a, as a perk. As a bonus. As a bonus. <laughs> as a thank you. And so uh, it would be so, so lovely if you mm-hmm. checked us out at patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this. Um, and, and then just stay tuned. Stay tuned. For... Follow us on Instagram. social media yeah instagram is the big one um so if you're on instagram follow us at i did not sign up for this dot podcast and we're also on tiktok facebook we have a facebook group mm-hmm. um so all different ways of connecting with us and interacting with us and we've got some like wild stories oh some I really mean, good interviews coming so up. so many good interviews yeah come, i mean i feel like we've just been so blessed with like amazing interviews it's like every time yeah. we have another one it's like oh my god like yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Hashtag blessed. No. No. <laughs> um, next week, uh, we inter- we have an interview with a guest named Tracy who found her husband, ha- her fiance, mm-hmm. had had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like the journey of... Oh, unbelievable. Like he woke up and didn't know who she was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he thought she was a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, wild. It's going to be a really, yeah, a really good episode. And honestly, like, I just can't believe how strong people are. Like. I know. Like. What people have been through. Yeah. And that they can still talk to us and Mm -hmm. find good, find humor, find something to look forward to. It's just incredible and inspiring. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Like, our big, obviously, it's our goal to grow this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably one of the best ways you can do that is just to spread the word. Yes. Share our posts. Leave us a review. Subscribe to our podcast so you tell get automatic friends. downloads. What? Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. 
Tell your kids. Tell your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you like us, please tell. Shout it from the rooftop. Um, because we got big plans and we want you guys to be along with us. So mm-hmm. we're excited. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, have a great day, all guys. Right. Bye. Bye.